What's up, guys? So excited that you're here for another episode of Breaking Through with Elena. That's me, obviously. Now, this is the podcast where we celebrate women who are doing amazing things and have broken through in their industry. We also talk about what it's like being a woman in industries that are typically led by men. Now, this week's episode is one that I've been wanting to do for a while now, like since season one. So get ready. But before I tell you about it, we got to get a couple shout outs in to women killing it in the game right now. First up, Lauren Elena, who just kicked off Dancing with the Stars. She's doing a great job of representing the genre, and I can't wait to keep rooting her on. Also, the high women who found out that their debut album is number one on the country charts. I think you guys know how I feel about what they're doing. So I was just so happy to see this news and so very excited for them. Ladies, you're doing amazing things. Keep it up and thank you. All right, on to this week's episode. I'm finding myself really wanting to dig into the stories of women from all the different sides of entertainment. Last week, we featured Americana. The week before that, it was women in the industry. Now it's women on Broadway, not the New York one. However, spoiler alert, an iconic Broadway actress is set to come in in the next couple of weeks. But that is a secret for now. More on that later. I wanted to take a look at how women break through on Broadway here in Nashville and really give you an idea of what it's like because it's such a competitive world, especially for women who want to front their own bands. It's a really cool cool job to have and they get into a lot of that but man people on broadway are rock stars in fact some of them end up turning into global country stars many of the biggest names in music got their start playing the honky tonks on lower broadway now i love going to broadway and different music venues around town here not only to catch my boyfriend playing i know you guys see that on my instagram story but also to catch just all of the crazy talent it has to offer now two women that i will actually go out of my way to see one of their shows Liza Drake and Dominique Hutchinson. They are performers through and through, and I've never seen either of them give less than 100%. Also, they hustle, and I respect them not only as artists, but as bosses and businesswomen. We'll get into that too. I honestly believe that the magic of country music as a whole doesn't fully exist without Broadway. If you've ever been, it's almost hard to describe the passion and inspiration that can be found there. But I'll go ahead and just let the experts tell you about it. Oh, and a small disclaimer, there is quite a bit of cussing in this one. To be honest, I loved it because they've got no one holding them back and no filter. They're just being completely themselves, and that is something that I strive for on this podcast. So here we go. It's Breaking Through with the ladies that rule Broadway, Dominique Hutchinson and Liza Drake. Here we are, a day I have been waiting for as we continue to celebrate women in the entertainment industry who have broken through in their field. One of the things that isn't talked about as much as I think it should be talked about is the world of Broadway in Nashville, Tennessee. So welcome to the podcast, Dom and Liza. Hi, guys. Hello. Thank you for having us. Well, here's the thing. I I knew that I wanted to feature you guys on this episode for many reasons, one of which is I just adore and love you both. But also, I will make it a point and have made it a point to find you on Broadway just to see your show. In fact, whenever I post about you guys on Instagram, I always get people messaging me about, I saw them when I was in Nashville. I, I go see them when I'm in Nashville. I'm like, yeah, because they're amazing. I get it. But what I want to do today is really tell your guys' stories because there are so many similarities in this world 
to the world of country music, to the world of entertainment in general. Every everybody is connected, especially women. So let's get going. I want to find out how <laughs> you guys actually got into performing on Broadway because it's not an easy world to get into. Liza, say, you want to kick things off? They say it's not. Sure. I moved to Nashville almost exactly four years ago. I graduated school knowing I wanted to be in Nashville. So I packed up, moved here, um, started waitressing at Germantown Cafe. Hey. That's <laughs> how you met Jason. That's how, ex- That's how I met you. Exactly. Jason. Yeah. So Jason was bar- a bartender at Germantown Cafe and, you know, always pays attention to pretty girls. Um, <laughs> and he goes, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to play music. He goes, how are you going to do that? I was like, that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he goes, well, I bartend at this bar downtown. Let me just ask around. You know, bands always want a girl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Like, let me know. Comes back probably two days later. He's like, hey, I found somebody. And uh, Martin McDaniel and Jason James were the it show on Fridays and Saturdays at Paradise Park. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they got Paradise Park 2.0 now. It's okay. They think. Um, and they said, he said, you know, they're interested in having you come down. Basically you would sing a few songs and run their tip jar. Oh, okay. At the time I think was a little bit more of a common thing. Yeah. Now I don't see it quite as much. Cause like, really? the, the, I, wait, I, th- I, I don't know. But like, I'm talking like mm. girls specifically there to do that who aren't on stage mm-hmm. oh okay so oh yeah like when people hire someone and yeah. just run the tip jar yeah. like you run this we'll give you this and some drinks yeah yeah no it's not that's not super common anymore now mm-hmm. they at least want them up there yeah singing sure singing. <laughs> right. yeah. singing and so i did i i think my first three songs were gunpowder and lead <laughs> um, right. uh-huh. Before he cheats. Oh, always. And strawberry wine. Those were my three songs. The girl essentials. The girl right. essentials. And I would get up and sing and I would run the tip jar and drink for free. And looking back, at the time I think I thought I was a little too good for it, mm-hmm. which I think everyone kind of does. Looking back, I think it was such a good vantage point to sit from and just take in Broadway. Yeah, because it's a lot. It's a ton. Yeah, it's a lot. And mm-hmm. taking what it meant to put on a show and not just play songs, because Martin still plays downtown a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a show, mm-hmm. you know, there's no dead time. There's no. Well, aren't most of these shows actually longer than like, say, a Luke Bryan who gets on oh, stage yeah. and does I mean, his four, four hours. hours? Right. Yeah, because they're they're doing two maybe right mm-hmm. tops tops and like with the, the opener best sound quality yeah. right? <laughs> like, yes, the best ears, and we're out here like with the sh- shittiest monitor like, well that's the thing like i don't years. understand how you guys can actually keep your voices oh, intact gone right now yeah. i sound like i smoke like a carton but i mean it's it's wild like it's hard it is so hard and you have to know every song i mean you're you're hardly ever looking at least when i go and see you guys you guys are hardly ever looking at your phones at the lyrics just everything seems to be from memory like how do you get to that point practice repetition i I would say i make a playlist of songs to learn and when i get ready every day i'll listen to it over and over again or when i'm driving so like if friends are with me they hate me (laughs) because i have to sit in my car they'll listen to the same song same five songs over and over and sometimes i mean sometimes i'll just i think the last song that i quote learned was whiskey glasses morgan wallen yeah Mm -hmm. and the first time i got it requested i pulled it up and i was like i mean i've heard this enough and I was like, do you guys know it? And, you know, God bless our very talented guys 
who play with us, I, mm -hmm. they go, yeah. I go, all right, I don't know what key I do it in. They go, nah, let's try C. <laughs> Signature girl key. Signature. <laughs> and we did it. Yeah. And now it's in the set. So, I mean, could it have been bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Britney Spears. Well, and, <laughs> yes. Oh, I just heard you do Britney the other day. And that, that was, was like awesome. the third time. I was like, let's do it again. <laughs> and now it's in. Yeah, like if you in. ever get have to do it, you got. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it I think it mostly really is a confidence thing. I think if you try enough songs not really knowing it and pulling it off, you're like, Yeah. All right. Well, Liza, while we're still talking about your yeah. story, when was it that you actually got to start fronting? How, to, how is that process? Because there's also, like, keep in mind here, too, there's a lot of aspiring country yeah. music singers that are listening to this podcast and really want to know, how the hell do I even get to that point? Yeah, so I was a tip girl for probably eight months, nine months. And then um, another guy who was playing at Paradise Park um, pulled me aside and he was like, hey, you know, I think you're really good. I think you're a little too good for this. Mm. Will you come co-front with me? Which is probably the formula you'll see 80% on Broadway is the male front and a female right co-front yeah. always co co-front uh -huh. uh, yeah. you know um and I did that and he was really Harold Allen was really who love him kind I of, also love BS <laughs> how like everybody knows everybody yeah, in this I, I know mean, I'm like yes no girl. it's true but you guys all know each yeah. other yeah and he really kind of took me under his wing mm -hmm. um he'd been doing it a long time and had a lot of female co-fronts and he was the first person who kind of made me look at it what it is is a job yeah you know made me hone it and you know there were weeks that he would say text me and say hey um you need to know these three five songs by friday or just don't show up oh dang and it's true mm -hmm. but like my set list needed to be built you know i didn't i wasn't raised on country i didn't mm -hmm have you know kind of this goose gosset knowledge of country music mm -hmm. and can just play it because you were raised on it and you know it like I had to really learn it and he was the first person that kind of made me which I, I mean I needed yeah so I played with him for year year and a half mm -hmm. and then he very lovingly kicked me out of the nest <laughs> yes and I say that he lovingly fired me mm -hmm. and said you know it's time that you go do your own thing. You have, Dang, like, you need people like that in your life though. I would have stayed that, there forever. Exactly. It's yeah. so, you know, you it's comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and he, you know, he goes, you've made connections with bar managers and booking yeah. through this past year and a half time to go. Mm -hmm. And so I would say probably two years ago. Was that scary? Yes, dude. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're real. You, you think you don't cling to your phone until you're on your own, and you're like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, I mean the first, and I was lucky. You know, I had great musicians beside mm -hmm. me and behind me, but yeah, I mean, and then you learn how to front a show with, mm -hmm. and finding your own style. You know, I wasn't going to front the same way that Harold did or Martin did, right? And that's its own challenge. And then you figure it out and then you get good at it. And mm -hmm. once you, once you feel good at it, was there a moment that you remember where you're like, oh, I got this now? I think other people believed it long before I did. Yeah, I would have a lot of people say, you know, you're our favorite out of all the people we've seen this week. You're the best. You know, you're so funny. Next time we come down and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You're probably gonna go say that to Dom. You uh, know? <laughs> yeah, I feel the same exact way. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Or I'm like, the oh, best yeah. yet. 
Yeah. Like right. may, maybe they maybe white clothes. Have you yeah, had? I'm like maybe they haven't gone over and seen Shayna or Lauren or you know all these other people, and I think there's definitely a little bit of they don't know, mm-hmm. like they they just coming from you know bumfuck Kentucky. Sure, maybe I am good. I don't know. Yeah, but in Nashville, you're like oh, I'm not good. Like I'm not the best. I'm not whole. It's like. It's like you're a big fish where you come from yeah. and you come here and you ain't shit. Yeah. You are not shit. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, cause you can literally walk down Broadway and hear the most talented person 100%. every two seconds. Yeah. So I get that. But I mean, I'm just going to say it and I'm, <laughs> you guys are actually my favorites. <laughs> like you really are on Broadway. We didn't but, dare to say that. Not, not this time. No. <laughs> uh, but you guys, it's, it's just, it, it's a wild, wild world. And that when you finally actually get to front and you've found your own thing yeah. that you're doing. Do you find yourself ever getting complacent there at all? Or do you feel like you are constantly having to completely put everything into it? Um, I feel like every time you get a little comfortable, the world has a very nice way of making you not. Uh huh. I think the few times that I've either been like, oh, I don't want to go today or, you know, this is, I'm getting bored. You know, some person will come up at, 10, 15 in the morning and go, do you know any Zeppelin? And you're like, (laughs) (laughs) let's do it. Let's go. And you know, it's 10, 15 and you're having to do it, you know? And I don't know. I just think you can't stay comfortable too long. Right. That's what I would think. Like you can't feel it. And it's very competitive out there. I mean, just as competitive as maybe like the label industry would be. I mean, there's very little space for everybody that wants to be a part of this. So Dom, let's let's get into how I'm you very got curious. into this. You yes. Don't know? I don't think oh so. Oh my God. Let's hear it. Uh-huh. I'm like sitting here while you're like, I'm listening to you and then I'm like, how can I break mine down on the Reader's Digest version? Because it is <laughs> insane. It is <laughs> immense. Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio, which is about like 45 minutes from Detroit, Michigan. Brian just got excited over there. He's Where are you OH. from? Um, I, uh, <laughs> if I would have stayed in, uh, if I would have stayed in Ohio, I would have probably moved to either maybe Cleveland or Cincinnati. Cause I like those cities, but, um, so I mean, where, where I was living, there wasn't a scene for country music per se. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I, didn't really get to play music. I didn't really, I never played with a band until I moved here. I didn't either. I never played with a, oh. yeah. So I did a TV show on ABC in 2000. I don't even talk about it. I think it's 11. I hate talking about it because I hate seeing it. I didn't even know that. I didn't know, know that either. I, I keep it so low key. The only <laughs> time someone finds out if they like Google it hard enough, uh-huh. but I don't talk about it because I also think that the TV shows are bullshit. Agreed. Yeah. Um, well, and those contracts, I've seen a few of those contracts and it's just like, it's just, why? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but I did that. So I did that. I came in second and I got, um, wait, what? <laughs> I'm like I'm, really curious now. I'm what sorry, this second is. in my region. Uh-huh. Region. Okay. okay. Hell yeah. Region. Heck yeah. Um, and I won some studio time in Pigeon Forge. Oh. And so at the time I was a body piercer. <laughs> Love it. You're learning all the things about me right now. Uh, and my tattoo artist, who's here now, was living here. And so I was with my family. We're like, let's just stop in Nashville, whatever, whatever. And the first time I ever saw Broadway, uh-huh. like it was the most amazing thing. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be here. I want to do that. Blah, 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 blah. So I got back home and 
was trying to figure out a way to move here. How old were you? I was 25. I'm 32 now, so it's been seven years. Oh, wow. And um, I took the CDs that we recorded in Pigeon Forge and my whole entire city, like when I tell you my whole city bought these CDs, like my whole city moved me here. Like that's how I got here. That is Listen, nice. it was like um, a Kickstarter almost. Yeah, but before original. Like, yeah, yeah, like the, the OG the Kickstarter. <laughs> like like grassroots like, like had to do like it. before yeah. GoFundMe. Yeah, right. Pay pay me some stuff and I'll mail it to you. Yeah. But um when I did that TV show, there wasn't a lot coming out of where we came from. So like they everybody was like proud and they were excited. I remember like the news put it all over the news and every paper and all this yeah. stuff. And like it didn't matter, I didn't win, they were just like happy. So She's never wanted me to talk about it, but I have to, because I think it's it still means a lot. So I'm raising all this money to like move here, and there was a girl I went to high school with. I won't say her name, because I don't want to, like, whatever. Um, she and I were not, like, close in school. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't anything like that, but I remember it was the night of my birthday, my 25th birthday, and we were, like, trying to hustle, because I came down here a whole bunch trying to find apartments, and I found one, whatever. Um, but... I got this PayPal that came through and, and I looked at it really quick cause I was like getting ready and I thought it said $80 and then I like re-looked at it and it said $800 <gasps> and it said her husband at the time, well he's still her husband at the time, he was playing for the Detroit Tigers mm-hmm. and it just said, you know, he's got to chase his dream. Hopefully this helps you get there and Aww. it was the last little bit of money I needed to get here. Aww. So that's how I actually like got here. But then before I moved Gave here- Gave me goosebumps. Um, yeah, oh no, but... dude, every time, like, oh, I'm, I'll no. be a Detroit Tigers fan to the day I die. Yeah, amazing. Um, and I'll have nothing but love for them. And he has went through a lot of things in his career of like injuries and things. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? So it's like, I'm always like, I'm his number one fan just because of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even know that, but that's how I feel. Uh, but getting into like how I started playing, yeah. I was coming down here after that first visit, I was coming down here trying to figure out jobs and things like that. Um, at the time back home, I was working for Chipotle. Hey, still and, my fave. Uh, great, great company. Uh-huh. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Some burritos, yes. please. Um, and I was working in bars. So when I was down here, I was trying to find like serving yeah. jobs, bartending jobs. And I walked into Paradise Park. R.I.P. again. I, I know. <laughs> and that's why when they closed, everybody was in there were crying because it was like. I called people out, dude. Oh, I got, man. I got. Really? I got a little, little ugly. Oh. I mean, I had, you know, not to. <laughs> You know, interrupt. I had you know people crying over this and that, and I I just looked out over probably my last week of shows. I was yeah. I played up until the night before they closed. Dang. And I was just like, what are you crying about? That you're losing your six dollar pitchers? I was like, <laughs> people are losing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Mid season. Yep. We're losing gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, I and. Family, you know, it was. Anyways, that's a on. good point. It was rough. something that it was. It was yeah, rough. it was sad. Yeah, I had just good memories there. Mm-hmm. So and you knew I, all the people. Everybody's got that. And, yeah. You know, you know. I know you know. Everybody's got that friend that's like my friend's a singer. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, my God. And so I was in there and I was filling out an application. We were sitting back when they had the big picnic tables. Yep. <clears throat> Before they put the pontoon boat, you know, like <laughs> yeah. way back, way <laughs> yeah. back. I don't even know if you remember that because you been here four. Four, yeah. So. We're sitting there and she like walks up to the band that is now some of my best friends still and was like, hey, my friend's a singer. Can she come (laughs) up and sing? And they were like straight rock and roll and they were like, I mean, yeah, like 20 bucks. And she comes back to the table. She's like, hey, (laughs) 
I just gave the band 20 bucks. You're going to sing with him. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're always mad at that friend. I was like, I'm not going up there. Yeah. I was like, Brittany, I never played with a band in my life. Oh like, my God. What are you talking about? She's like, no, no, no. I gave him 20 bucks. <laughs> She's like, you're going up there. Yeah, I'm motioning me over there, and they're like, "Hey, what do you know?" And I was like, "Oh, what do you know?" The, and the question like, we get yeah. annoyed with now. Oh, like, right. What yeah. girl country songs do you know? And they were like, "I don't know, like that Gunpowder and Lead song." Yes. Yes, of course. So it's both of you guys. Plug Miranda. Right. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah, girl. And I was like, cool. I know that song. <laughs> yes. And they were like, all right, what key do you do? And I was like, I don't know. The key it's See? in? The, yeah, the original? <laughs> I don't know. The <laughs> What's the karaoke track in? I don't know. Uh, original? The karaoke. <laughs> you know? Because where I come from, that's what you did. I when, agree. When you wanted to play music like that, like you didn't, we didn't have, I mean, I love rock and roll music. I love all sorts of music, but there wasn't a scene for what I wanted to do mm-hmm. at home. Right. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a thing. Uh, so, got up and sang with them and oddly enough i don't want to say i killed it i'm gonna say at that time at that <laughs> level, <laughs> i kind of killed it for what i was at that point you know did you see their faces I going think that's like a great oh way. they did well this is how i knew that i did okay when when i got done they were like hey and i don't even know how they I, to this day i'm like how do they take a break because you don't get breaks like yeah. i think about oh, it oh yeah but maybe it was just like a shit night at paradise park i don't know <laughs> no they're like, hey, what they're like we're gonna take a break uh, Maybe they were doing breaks. Back then. I don't know. Yeah. Man. And they were like, "Can we talk to you?" And they were like, "It was like I felt like it was a meeting." And they sat down. They were like, "So are you looking for a band?" <gasps> oh, I love and that. I was like, "Uh, yeah." You're like, I don't know. Sure. Are you looking I, for, I was a here looking for a job <laughs> yeah. so that I could get here right. to maybe play some? But sure, I mean, yeah. And the answer is yes. And they were like, "We play tomorrow. Can you come back tomorrow?" And it's I like was a like, movie. Yeah. It is. And I was like, sure. And they were like, well, give us a couple songs to learn. And I was like, okay. And I think before he cheats, you know, yep. like just like yeah. at, at 2012 yeah. too, like that's all the shit that was like still. Still is. I mean, yeah. it still is. It's like classics. Yeah. It's yeah. not classics, but you know what I'm saying? But like, then it was like Gunpowder and Lead was yeah. hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Miranda is still hot as fuck, but like that was when she was just like peaking. Kerosene, Gunpowder. Oh my yeah, gosh, she, she was, was killing it. Yes, yeah. bitch. Uh-huh. Um, but I came back the next night sat in with them it was great and then uh gabriel love this is who it was it was gabriel Get love out. john smith, john smith. Jake Gammon ah, and our buddy Craig <laughs> that doesn't live in Nashville anymore. And so like, and they're bad motherfuckers. They so, are. Like, it's intimidating. It's very intimidating. Yeah. And Gabe and them were like, so when can you move here? And I got nervous and I was like, uh July. <laughs> is that soon enough? I <laughs> my lease, it was June or May or June at this point. May. And my lease wasn't up to August and I just spit it out and he's like, okay, here's my email. Send me some stuff. Let's <laughs> just keep in touch. So then I came back and then I was trying to sell. That's when like all that hustle was happening to get there. And then I moved down here and I could only afford where I live is like fully furnished. So I didn't have shit. I came here with a twin size bed, a box (laughs) TV, uh, my clothes and trash bags, my vacuum, a bunch of shit, like a bunch of bullshit. And we couldn't afford a U-Haul. So we rented a 15 passenger van. We took all the seats out and my dad Tetris all my shit in. And my mom, my dad and my uncle drove me down here. And then I had like $100 left. Chipotle transferred me down to Brentwood. It fucking sucked. <laughs> um, and I remember my parents stayed one night and they left. And I literally like, I had a Craigslist roommate who's still my friend. Oh, I, wow. I had a, I had a yeah, lucky roommate friends. too. Oh, thank God. Yeah, she's about to get married and go to her wedding. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's that's like very rare. She was, yeah. it was, the best thing was is the ad on Craigslist was like, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> no, it's funny. It, was, it said... 
uh, dancer, something, something else. But she was like an actual, not like exotic dancer. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom and dad were like, hmm. <laughs> Uh, but she, uh, she's actually, she's been in like uh, Jason Aldean's video for 1994. She did like oh, a bunch sweet. of, she's like a actress, yeah. dancer, yeah. You know, whatever. And we're still friends. But so I moved in with her and my mom and dad left. I had a hundred bucks. The first week I lived with the AC went out and it was just miserable. And I like oh. cried every night. It was about six months in until I got my first gig. Six uh, months before the first gig? Yeah. And I got fired from it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, trust me. Like there's more to that. But, um, so I was doing like work in Chipotle. I would work Chipotle 6 a.m to like 3 4 p.m and sometimes i'd work double so you get a free meal because i didn't have any money to eat so mm. i would p work a double so i could eat you'd have to work a double to get the free meal well, well to you get two meals oh okay shift. so i was like i'm poor as fuck <laughs> i so can eat cereal for breakfast yeah. <laughs> so i have any friends here so you mean i can work a double and eat twice and make money yeah <laughs> uh, sign me up but i would get done i'd go out to broadway and try to meet people i would yeah. go out and watch bands and I had no money to save my life, but if I had any money, I'd buy a drink so I could be there and yeah. not like just look weird. Mm -hmm. And then like try to tip the band and make friends with people and like, you know. And then networking, literally. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, it was a hustle. And then yeah. eventually, like six months in, Gabe and then we're playing with this guy, Gaston. Gaston is still a very good friend, and he's an amazing, amazing musician. He's back in Nashville now, which is great. By that time, he had to go back home for something, so they needed someone to take his place. Mm. And I was like. Uh, okay uh yeah sure i think i can do this i was awful you guys i was so bad you just weren't ready well, right i wasn't well, ready was yeah. yeah i was not ready dude it was like throwing me in yeah with the sharks right and like back before there was eye clips where you could put your phone it was like music stands and i oh. had a binder i had a binder <laughs> yes wait you guys used a binder oh my god girl there was like there talk was, about horrifying yeah. wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you're like, hang on, we flipped. Hang on, I gotta get to the next page for the next lyric. Page seventy two. Because in never my life did I think I had to learn that many songs. Right. Yeah. But I said yes because I just didn't. I knew if I didn't say yes, I didn't have the opportunity. Right. And uh, Paradise Park let me play maybe like four or five shifts before they fired me. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being so mad and then like crying and then wanting me back home. And Gabe and Ben Johnson kept me here. Like they were like, "Don't be a bitch," and I was like, "I'm not a bitch." <laughs> You'll show them, and you did. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, but then skip ahead. Then I, I, you know, there was a point where I had to work jobs again. You know, yeah. and waiting tables, and and then I managed a, a big music venue here in town, Twelfth and Porter. Hell yeah! Oh uh, yeah! Yeah, I did that for about a year, and I loved it. It was amazing. I think that's where I first saw you. Yeah, Jason brought you there. Yes, and I was playing because I challenged them. They had this front stage. I was like, "You can make money on this stage," and they're like, "We don't want to be Broadway." I was like, "You can make money on this stage." Yeah, listen to me. You can pay someone this much money, and that night I met you. I played that show for free. I was like, "I'll play it for free and show you," and then everybody oh, came out. How and funny that's how is I that? Won the battle to put music. So I did that, you know, I worked on that side of it for a while. I but feel then, like it is a music venue now. It, it, it is. is. It is. Like it, yeah. Yeah. It's always been, but they had this front stage they weren't utilizing. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they would put these big bands in there, and I was like, well, you can bring business in and do whatever. Yeah. Um, but after a year there, you know, I went through that whole, like, I'm watching everybody doing the things mm -hmm. that I came here to do. Why am I right. not doing yeah. this? But even before that, I went through a stint where I, um, I think this is what pushed me to be like you, you went through the phases of tip jug, yeah, all this stuff. I went through failing miserably mm. and feeling like I was just like I literally thought I I should have I shouldn't have, but I almost moved home because that shit like 
mm-hmm. made me feel awful. But then I had to be like, okay, it's just because you don't know how to do this yet. Like, you'll learn this. I did um, a competition that Whiskey Bent put on called Whiskey Idol. And that was in 2013. That's when I was trying to get back into playing again. Yeah. And they were like, well, you need a band to back you. And I was like, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. And like Gabe and all of them were busy. They couldn't do it. And they were like, well, you can use this house band. This house band will use you. They invited me to come check them out, blah, blah, blah. Did that competition and didn't win, which was fine. But then Bobby Johnson, everybody that runs Whiskey Bent was like, mm-hmm. just keep in touch with us. If we can help you, we'll help you. But the person that was fronting the house band really liked me. And they started bringing me on to things that they were doing as a co-front. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you're going to sing these songs. And you're going on my tip jug. But when you're green and you're just excited, you're like, oh, okay, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do whatever. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have Absolutely. To play. I'll do it. And I did that. And then they would take me on the road and I would play an hour before they'd play. And I'd use his band and whatever, whatever. And it became this huge thing. And then eventually it came to the point where like I started getting like that taught me how to be an entertainer. All these things like kind of came in. And then that's when things went like not good. Oh, and it came down to um, the, I'm just trying to explain to you how I got into yeah, like, yeah. doing Fronting. it on my own kind of thing. Uh, it got into the point where um, there's like a lot of disrespect. Yeah. And I'll never forget the night I quit because it came down to someone telling me and I think it was because they were threatened by the fact that Absolutely. I got better and they didn't want me to be better than them. And that's not fair because especially if you're my mentor, you should mm-hmm. be excited that I've gotten better or that you help. Of course. Make yeah. me this, you know, it's very threatening. Uh, mm-hmm. I came down front. to them telling me that, um, my job is to be a mouthpiece and that I wasn't shit without them. And that if I came back and I tried to do it, that I wouldn't be able to do it because I needed them and they made me and all this stuff. And, and that like fucked me up for a while because I, <clears throat> you believe it. Yeah, oh yeah. For you, a little yeah. Bit. you, 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 someone can manipulate you so bad because you want something so bad. They know that, you want it so bad. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they take advantage of that. And Absolutely. they take advantage of the fact that, and it wasn't just me. Right. There were other musicians involved. Mm-hmm. There's musicians that they put down that now play the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, you know, I went through that with that whole situation. And, and then a gig, came, a gig came, I got a gig and it came up and it kind of brought me back into playing. And then eventually a full band gig came in and they're like, well, can you front it? And I was like, I mean, do you think you were ready probably? at that point? Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, I was fucking ready. Yeah. And I had like a point to prove. You, you had a mean? fire. Like, right. Yeah, there was like something I was like, oh, I can't do this without yeah. you. Hang on. Hold my white claw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going to fucking show you. Yeah. So I think it just, t- it took, it almost took like all that negativity of people mm-hmm. being shitty or like, getting fired from a gig yeah. i remember people would tell me like if you get fired from a gig that doesn't mean you should quit you're like how many gigs i got fired from and they asked me back dude paradise park asked me back years later and i didn't have time in my schedule for it you know what i mean like yeah so it's just i just rambled no it's but great like I, that's what i want to hear your story of, you know it's just i went through a lot of shit yeah mm-hmm. of people telling me that i couldn't do something or just not being ready and going through the motions of being someone's sidekick or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being kind of a doormat like it's like it's like i say it's like being in a unhealthy relationship you know yeah. you stay with someone because you're comfortable yep 
Mm-hmm. And one, you're afraid at, to like do it to, to go on your own. At that thing. point, they're you think making it possible yeah, for you. Right. Exactly. So if you and leave, they'll be the ones to tell you that too. Oh, <laughs> but they're oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what drove me into playing again. And it was funny because I would get, I was working at 12th and Porter and I had like maybe one or two gigs downtown and I really wanted to quit that. But I also really loved what I did there. And it was funny because there were people that I had been here for, you know, a few years at that point and no one gave a fuck about me. There's people that would meet me and I'd see them again and they'd reintroduce themselves to me. I'm like, I've met you. A million times. And they're like, <laughs> oh, and it wasn't because it's like it took me to try to get on their radar when they're like, it, it was like, one or two gigs that someone gave me, they're like, oh, I see what you're doing. Can mm. we do this? And I was like, oh, now you now you know who I am? Right, like, yeah. Three uh-huh. years ago or fucking a year ago, you didn't know who I was. But now when you see me doing something, now you want something to do with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Nashville, cool. baby. Right. right. Well, of course. And th- so you actually get to where you're at. You know, you get to front your own band. Yes. Everything's happening. But, you know, it doesn't stop there, right? No. Especially being women in this town. Dom, you and I had a really, a really intense conversation the other night about stuff that I didn't know, which is one of the reasons that it inspired, like, that conversation inspired me to want to have this conversation ASAP. Oh, you're fine. We got white claws in here. You hear it. Ain't no <laughs> I opened one while you were talking. And I was like, I hope the mic doesn't pick this <laughs> up. Like she it. said, ain't no laws with the white claws. So I, I they got should sponsor, you know, like, hey, I know. I mean, don't, don't think that I didn't just say that five times. Exactly. Miranda but, Lambert, you trying to drink yeah. That's what we really want to know. know. Right? Come on, Where's Miranda. Well, I've soon, I think just spoiler alert. I think she's coming soon but we'll get into that later yeah try to do that and drink some white claws with her Uh, i think you're right but let's go back to this (laughs) because you're that conversation that we had is really what made me go like oh i want to have this sooner than later fill me in so i I want you to tell the story dom as much as you can because i didn't know that this was happening behind the scenes and you don't really think about it i don't think often just because like you go and you see a badass woman taking the stage and you're like oh she must be able to like get whatever gig whatever stage whatever whatever because you know that that (laughs) just seems like how it would be but not at all right and dom you want to kind of get into why i realized that so <clears throat> i'm trying to figure out how i could do all of this and like be safe we don't no. need to name any names i'm yeah. 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 not gonna do that mm-hmm. i need to make money you can you can name white claws uh, all you want yes, just yeah. <laughs> no um you know and i have when i explain this and we talk about it i have a, i thought about something after we had this conversation mm-hmm. about maybe this is why and i might piss some people off on that on my own but um I've been shopping around and trying to find new venues for certain things that we're doing. And like, um, I've encountered, I've encountered some things literally where I'm also like proving a point at this Mm -hmm. moment. But, uh, people will tell you that someone doesn't want to hear a woman sing for four hours. Agreed. Yes. I've been told in the last month Oh, well, is there another guy? Is anybody else singing? Is this happening? Because women are supposed to be fiddle players. <laughs> Fid- fiddle players. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be tip jug girls. Like, they're they're not, like, it's, you're a co-front. You're not a front. So, like, who's the front person? No, I'm the front person. No, no, no. Like, who's the front? Me. I am. And uh, my guitar player, Rick, and I talk about all the time. You know, um, I feel like we are used as ornaments to bands and front men and i'm not trying to play victim because i don't give a shit because i will i will out 
fucking play a crowd over a man any day. Like, I will step up to anybody. I don't care. I'm not a victim. Amen. But it's bullshit that this is the way it's viewed. But, you know, Rick and I make jokes all the time. People talk about how girls are this ornament and he's my ornament. Like, he's like my <laughs> yeah. ornament. He's like, I'm your, like, garnishment. Like, that's what I am. Like, it's your show. It's you. Like, you do this. And usually it's the other way around. And it's funny, but it's, it's you know... We're supposed to be fiddle players, we're supposed to be harmony singers, backup singers. We're supposed to sing three songs and run a fucking tip jug. And How boring. And mm -hmm. be pretty. And it's because we're a girl, because girls can make more tips for the band. It's like, no, motherfucker, play well and you'll make good tips. I was going to say, talent makes I'm good sorry, tips. I'm sorry, last for time bands. I checked, mm -hmm. I don't run a tip jug at my shows. Yeah. Because I don't have to. Because I feel like if you're good enough, you don't have to beg for shit. Mm -hmm. And I am not going to be used as like a pawn. Like, okay, I'm going to let you sing these few songs, and this is my show, and you can run this tip jug, and I need you to write down these requests. And I'm not, like, talking shit to anybody that's no, done that, because we've all had to do something like that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But there's a point where you have to realize that, like, that's, you know, you're more than that, and that's not okay. But I've just, it's funny, because I didn't think this was a thing. You know, I thought it was a thing, but then I've been at these places that I've played at for a long time, and I love them, and I stay there because they're good to me. And then when you start trying to fill some slots with other things and you talk to people or for me even not even just like a male female thing like if I walk in the way that I look and I try to approach someone about a gig and this is not like trying to put myself down mm -hmm. if you and I walked into a gig or walked into a place and tried to talk to them they're probably gonna talk to you before they're gonna talk to me yeah and that's bullshit I agree you know or if you go in and Daniel Martin goes in mm -hmm. they're gonna probably talk to him and take him more serious because he's a man and he's a front man and what they don't realize is there's so many females that come to Nashville, they don't all want to hear dude songs. Mm -hmm. And I can sing a guy song. Exactly. A guy yeah. can sing I'm a sure. girl song. Yep. I was going to say. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand. There, there shouldn't be like a gender thing. Like I don't understand where this has come from. But I just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. I don't, and I don't understand that, that this is a whole thing. But then I thought about this and I was like, well, maybe, and I'm probably going to piss some people off. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I'm probably going to be right behind you. So. And I don't mean this... I'm going to piss some people off. Here we go. go. Fuck it. I mean, it. I say this shit. I wanna, if you come to a show that I play, like there is, like when I play at Benchmark, there is no censor on anything. Like I get to be who I am and I'll say this shit so there's no reason I should not say it now. Um, I thought about it and I was like, well, maybe because certain these certain people that run venues or work, they've been in the business for a long time and maybe they think that someone doesn't want to listen to a girl for four hours because a lot of shit that's out that's female is garbage. I agree. Sorry I just said it, and I don't know if I'm going to piss people off. I'm not saying all of them, but that, that goes for a lot of music that's out in general. It's just I don't think that's recycled. a dig on country. Yeah, or and I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm not trying yeah. to be ugly, but I'm like, maybe because they're so used to like like killer females. Like There's not a lot of strong, like really strong females out right now, like musically in any genre. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe it's because so they're just stuck in the ways yeah. of like hearing good stuff, and they're like, or well, maybe no one wants to listen to that because no one wants to hear this and that. Or I don't. I don't know. I'm well. I think something way. that is kind of scary right now is the fact that the, this conversation is so relevant and people yeah. are talking about it. That a lot of times I think what can happen is 
that just they try to find whoever they can and it's not actually because of that they're so fantastic it's right. just because they need to like fill, fill that filler. quota yep. yeah so i i mean i'd be lying if i didn't say that i think that that's happening the caliber, like, yeah it, it's definitely there i think that there are some great great artists out there right now but i think that that's also people are scared of this conversation and don't want to be called out about it and so they're like let's make this happen let's get this person in there let's just like make sure we can say that we have somebody broadway has grown so much in seven years okay and and it's and I almost feel like a little bitch saying like seven years people are like you haven't been here this long but seven years is a long time well, I watched and in Nashville a lot of changes <laughs> yeah. you know you Dude, from when I've changed. been here it looks like yeah. a different city I've been here for six years yeah. and it's like I can't it's I can't different. recognize it but think about this is what you think about too the caliber of musicianship and musicians downtown when I moved here everybody was so good that you were you did not want to fucking get on stage with them because you're like oh my god mm -hmm. and now. You, you've taken all these one-story bars that you put three, four stories in. They're trying to fill spaces with right. anybody they can put in there. So, so-and-so from whatever town, Kentucky. Yeah, you sorry, know. Kentucky. Yeah, sorry, Kentucky. We, we love you, Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, but you know, you just think of like small town, like small, Missouri, small whatever, town. wherever you're yeah. from, like small town Ohio, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. they come here and someone tells them that they can do something and they might be great and everybody gets their star because none of us are perfect, but like they're just filling with just... There's so many because stages. Because there's oversaturation. So like, yeah. that, that's for sure, and yeah. So they don't care about quality. So then, yeah, when people see that, they're like, oh, yeah, no one wants to listen to that. It's like, okay, just because you saw that doesn't mean that's what I am. Right. Or, you know, there's just, uh, I don't understand. Well, don't Liza, well, like, what, what are you experiencing being a female front lead? Are so, there any stories or anything that really, like, stand out to you that you're just like, how is this thing? Mine haven't been quite as direct. <laughs> mm -hmm. You you're know. lucky. Yeah. But... That's not to say I don't feel it. Yeah. And I full heartedly agree. I think it's amazing that I can quote sub in. So someone can sub a gig to me mm -hmm. or I can take over for the night at whatever bar mm -hmm. and do a great job, keep the bar full. You know, my band alone drinks. <laughs> six rounds right you know? <laughs> yeah you know we're making that bar money yeah people are having fun um the great thing about female singers is that both dudes and guys or both dudes and girls want to stay yes mm -hmm. because you're singing the girl stuff that girls want and i sing eric church and georgia satellites and yep. whatever someone from age 21 to 75 want to hear because mm -hmm. that is how you make money do you know what I just thought about? Hmm. This just hit me, like, just now. It's funny that the men frontman and, like, bands hire a woman to sing a few songs around a tip jug, and then you're like, why? You can't do it on your own? Why Absolute, do you need us? Uh, why so don't you? Shows like, you like, so, so we're not relevant, but you still need us because you can't do what we're able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you're yep. not relevant until you right. realize... People still want to hear Shania Twain. They do. And they still want to hear Strawberry Wine. Mm -hmm. And they still want to hear Redneck Woman. You know, all this stuff that 
you know, people might kind of roll their eyes out a little bit. We're like what the Bachelorette? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, are you joking? We call we have a, we have a we have a one hour block. We call it the bitches love it hour. Yeah. Because ah, it's the song when you know it. when you I look at Rick and I'm like raise your white claw. I was like BLI hour and he's like you know it. Yeah. And Jolene. Oh yeah. And it's and it's not like disrespectful, bitches. Like when you're with your girls, like ah yeah you know that's what I mean. Like it's not disrespectful, but yeah, dude, like girl, like there's there's a reason. They're like, we're here. There's a market for yeah. it. Yeah. Have you ever come across a place that's like, we're not, we're not looking to book female leads right now. I've never had it said that way. Right. But it's but been said on a, like a low, like a low key, like, let me know. just, I'll say this. I, a guy I play with gets booked very easily and he's very good. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a dig on talent and I'm with that group quite often, you know, three, four times a week. But when he's the contact, the gig is made and I'm on it and it goes well and they love it and they're, you know. But they never reach out to you. But I, right. if I was to be the contact, if I was to reach out and say, you know, I've heard nothing but good things. I'm, you know, really looking to pick, you know, pick up another gig. I would love for it to be at your bar. You know, I tend to rock, you know, a let's say, let's say a five piece band. Mm -hmm. Let's say mm -hmm. I was the front and I had a male co-front. I don't think I would get the gig. And I think if the male dude said, I have a gig, I have a female co-front co <clears throat> and be a easy. four piece band, I think you would get the gig. Mm -hmm. That's you, how I feel it. You can I, feel I, it I, yeah. I feel, and I've been lucky to get in clubs that, support female music, not just me, oh, but yeah, yeah. no, 100%. Um, and I think I'm lucky that they see the genuine value in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, just to play off last Friday at a gig and you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. It was just one of those gigs that everything worked. Ugh. Like you're- I had one of those Friday too. Oh, <laughs> like Friday 13 was supposed to be bad. <laughs> the, the crowd was awesome. I mean, that place looked- I mean, you couldn't move. I, you know, I, I run the tip jug probably mm. three times. I didn't even run it the last time because I, I wouldn't have been able to get through. Right. We had, oh, dang. we had a nice couple, you know, that had seen me before and were back in town and tracked me down, throwing mm. hundreds. You know, like oh, it was yeah, one girl, of those nights that it was just like, oh my god, yes. And I, um, I texted my manager at this club and I said, tonight was really cool. And uh, he replied, he was like, yeah, that was wild. And I, I'm, you know, a strong female. And I said, you know, any chance we could bonus? Mm, you know, meaning yeah. any chance you guys want to throw us a little extra? Right. Because it, it was that good. I would never really ever, ask for yeah, that. No, for sure. But it was that good. Yeah. And, and he you know, came down with the check and it was more, Hell you know? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, and, that's you know, awesome. I'm afraid to ask for shit like that. <laughs> I get like, that. I've been at places where for like three years and they finally gave me a raise and I was like, thanks. And everybody's like, why did you ask for that forever? And I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> you need a manager for, to do I, it for you. For me, raises are different. It took me a while to ask. But that. there's plenty of times where I feel like I've played places where I've made them so yeah. much money that they should have thrown to me, something. Yeah. To me, it was more of like, it was so easy to see. Like, mm -hmm. there's no way that they could come back and be like, I don't know. You're right. like, it just happened. It was just awesome. But anyways, you know, I did that. 
it was me. It was a seven to 10. So, you know, three hours. And I had a band. I had guitar, bass, and drums. Technically three extra vocals, harmonies, whatnot. But <laughs> basically no other lead except for if I had to run the tip jug. Oh, yeah. You know, two songs, three mm -hmm. songs. So it was me. Like, yeah. I, I can confidently say, and I know my guys would say, as they do at the end of every show, you killed it. Mm -hmm. And I just, I genuinely don't think, I don't know why clubs don't think that that's possible because I do think there are a handful of girls who do do it at a few of these different clubs, but I don't understand why it's like, well, she's the exception. Mm -hmm. She can do it and it works. It's like they try to justify it. It's like, well... On a Thursday, six to 10, she can do it. She can pull it off. And you're like, there are lots of girls who can mm -hmm. pull this off on any shift. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people sit comfortably in that spot, though, because they're afraid to, like we were, you know? Yeah. Afraid to do anything about yeah, it. You yeah. Know, they just sit there and they're not, they're, they're, they're not strong enough to be like, or they're not strong to realize that they can because there's somebody, you know, they, they might be going through that phase or they might not be strong enough to realize that like I'm better than being a fucking tip jugs. Well, you know, there whatever, are probably girls know? who are content with getting an even cut mm -hmm. and right. not being the boss working as hard right. as we work. Yeah. And you know, I guess that's fine too. And y'all work hard. Yeah. Let me tell you, you guys just, you fascinate me completely because you really are running your own business when you're fronting a band. Like you are running your own business. You have to worry about, so I tell people all the time, I have the best job in the world. Yes. Literally. I get to play music with my best friends Wednesday through Sunday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sometimes two, three times a day. I get to meet people from all over. I get to drink while I'm working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't just worry about myself making money. When slow season happens, I have players that have children and wives and families they right. have to support. I have myself. So I'm constantly having to make sure that I make money, they make money a bar is happy and they make money because if their numbers aren't good, then You're I done. don't have my stuff. Right. Like I, they'll cut my slot and they'll try someone else that can make them more money. They Even think. Even I'm paying, you know, I'm playing yeah. for, you know, they little think. money. Yeah, they uh, think. Mm -hmm. the, the grass but, you know is saying, always there's, greener. There's so much that goes into it. It is fun. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. And as a vocalist, it's so hard on your voice. Mm -hmm. I lose my voice we, we talk about this. I lose yeah. my voice all the time. And I don't Well, have, that's how you make money. So that's, right, that's scary. And I think that's what also people don't um, understand. You know, I yeah. worry about, about self-employment. Yeah. All that stuff. It's just, uh, it's there's a lot that goes into it. It's not, you know, people see what they see and it's fun and they get to have fun and we're all having fun. But there's a lot that goes behind it that's work. It's right. still work. It's still a job. Like you were saying, like there's days where you don't want to get out of bed and do Ugh. it. It's still the same as like mm -hmm. anybody that clocks into a nine to five. They don't yeah. necessarily want to get up and do it. But then there's something that will remind you. Like for me, it's like, I'll think about, I moved here and this is all I ever wanted. So who the fuck am I to not want to get out of bed and do this? Because there's some kid that's moving to town right now. Who would that kill, is your eye yeah. That mm -hmm. wants it more than I even want it anymore. Or can't move so, to town. Yeah. Right, that, that, exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. So that's the, that's the kind of stuff that like gets you out of bed to like, not 
And those shows are usually like, pretty awesome. And those are the ones, the ones, <laughs> yeah. the ones, yeah, the ones that you're like, oh, I don't really want to do yeah. this today. I'm tired. My voice hurts. Those are usually the ones that are like the best ones. Yeah. I, I feel the same exact way as far as like interviews go Absolutely. and stuff like that. Like sometimes I will be totally like not into it and feel like I can't like enter because that's like an entertaining Absolutely. job too. But, like, but oh yeah, those end up being the best. I think so it's a, just a universal. Yeah, I think so. Cork. You know, like they. It just has a way of kicking you and being like, shut up. Yeah, people uh-huh. to really understand though, that when they come here, that like what we do is like, not even just us, like the guys and girls, yeah. everybody that plays on there, they're workhorses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Tyler Parkey, right? Yeah. Parkey played- Of course she does. <laughs> does <it? Yeah. laughs> Tyler Parkey. Tyler Parkey yesterday, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I don't remember, dude. He, uh, you know, he was playing triples like three days in a row. Like that's not, that's like 12 hours of nonstop. You know what I mean? Like No breaks. No, I mean, mm-hmm. you're running. Again, it looks running. funner, but it's still work. Especially oh, yeah. for like a drummer, that's like oh. hard on your body. Vocalist, it's hard on our voices, but it's just, everybody works their asses off down there. Not just her and I, like mm-hmm. men, women, just everybody that's down there is literally hustling. Oh yeah. So hard, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them, this is their nine to five and they, they do their original music and all that stuff on the side. But you know, when we were talking on Saturday and I said, I, I was, uh, I have a friend that's a publisher and we were talking and he, he told me, he was like, people don't come to Nashville to see Keith Urban and all that stuff. He goes, they can go see Keith Urban at their arena in their own hometown. Absolutely. They come to see us. Mm-hmm. And yet people still also, not even men, women, people still, like I've met musicians that do like, session work or they're like playing with an artist and they're like oh you play on broadway oh i was and they like treat you like <laughs> like you're like wait really oh my oh. god if you no. talk to someone that's like a singer songwriter like yeah i'm a musician they're like oh yeah i'm like yeah uh you know i like i write my own music and i i play on broadway and they're like you play on broadway really oh my god you didn't know this no oh girl i um we are like the people like people that are higher up look at us like we're like a wedding band yeah to the rest they don't of the see, music i look world. at you guys like rock stars like oh, that's no, no, how no. i see it in my we're eyes. like we're like yeah dude they, that's what i'm saying wedding they, band, like, they think uh, we're just yeah. corny and cheesy as fuck Ew. and then i look at them and i'm like that's funny because so-and-so you know all these big artists will pull their fucking players yep <laughs> i have friends that literally started playing on Broadway and someone that works for somebody saw them and now they're playing for, you know, Chase Rice or, yeah. uh, you know, Craig Morgan or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know Alan Jackson's pulling right. out of his own bar that's for, oh, really? oh for openers. And that was the coolest thing that he did. Yes, oh my gosh. I, I agree. Love him. Oh wait, that's really cool. Yeah, so he did he, a contest yep. where he, where the people that play at his bar could, um, get people to vote and they'd open up a show in an arena with a him. weekend. They would a weekend. Yeah. And each would get and a I weekend. Was like, yes, AJ. Oh, that's so cool. So I think like six oh, of them. It was awesome. I had Damn. some friends did it. Amanda Daughtry yeah. did it. Amanda's a, she's a very strong, amazing female she, vocalist. She was one of the first girls yeah. I saw downtown. She, she did it, you know, and it was just cool because it broke that mold. And you know, I've talked to some old cats that have been here for a long time and they would be like, man, back in the day, people would go out there and scout people from mm-hmm. Broadway because all these big guys started Taurus on Broadway. still thinks so, which yeah. is Taurus, very Taurus sweet. Think, and that's what makes you feel good, though. And the thing is, is like, people will go to you all the time, like, don't you want to make it? And I'm like, fuck, man, what are you talking about? Like, I get people all day long where I make it. I think that's a funny question. Day, dude. Yeah, that is. Like, I've made it. I literally wake up every day and I make a living doing what I enjoy and I love. Mm-hmm. So if something happens further than that, cool. But if not, like... I still wake up and love what I do and I bring joy to other people and people come so to much this town joy. that work their asses off in a shitty nine to five job that they fucking hate 
and they save up all their money to come here and it is mm-hmm. not cheap to come here and we know that yep especially and, now oh, yeah. it is so expensive and watch us and they escape their world where we get to play music and escape anything that's going on in our mm-hmm. personal lives like this is our escape and they come here and they love us and sometimes they love us more than they love Sam Hunt, yeah, or, you yeah. Know, whoever, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, and they can connect. A, yeah, it's which like, we're real. really there cool. is such a can, personable. Oh, it's yeah. the coolest thing in the world aspect dude. that mm. is lost I in the rest of music. Yeah. You know, tour, tour stadiums, whatever level. Mm. I love that Garth Brooks just did that. He's doing that. Dive He's doing bar a dive yes. bar. Uh-huh. That, people love intimacy. Yeah, they don't give a shit that if you're Miranda Lambert or not. Like. If you connect with them and they like what you do and then you speak to them and you know, there's a lot of people that play on Broadway that piss me off mm-hmm. that literally think that they're better than playing on Broadway and they won't speak to people that come talk to them and like, oh. you know, they're like, I'm busy. And it's like, no man, like these people literally worked their asses off to be here and they came to see you mm-hmm. and sat here all night and bought $10 drinks that should yeah. be $3, yeah. you know, yeah. and tipped you. Or when people, I don't beg for tips too because I, I have this theory that like, these people work their asses off. They come here, they spend less money. Who are you to tell them that they owe you something? They don't mm-hmm. owe you shit. They don't owe you anything. Grant, that's how we make our living. But if someone says, hey, will you play this? I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm not gonna go, yeah, $20. I don't do that. I don't like that. And that's cool. And that works for some people. Well, but, you know, but like these people literally like. So I think it's disrespectful. And I've had people who come up to me and go from, and go, I just came from whatever bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 and I paid and I, I've I've had it happen every now and then very rarely but it does happen sometimes and they go I paid tw- well I don't say 20 but I paid 20 bucks for a song and they didn't play it Ooh. and they not only are asking me to play it and they tip me again oh because they want it that's, yeah. what they're, they're, that's what they're, they're here for us man mm-hmm. and like, like I said it's happened a handful of times but do you know what I do? And I'm not saying everyone should do it or whatever. I'm not, you know, preaching, whatever. I have hopped off stage before even breaking down my mic stand, packing up, and I have hopped off and gone up to someone and said, I'm so sorry I ran yeah. out of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and it happens. And there's sometimes it happens. Or, like, I'll tell you all the time, it's like, man, I'll I'll try to make a list. I'll forget, and I'll mm-hmm. always I'll say, "I'm like, if I forgot something, just tell me." Oh, dude, all my the time. Medicine today. <laughs> I, I, I say me. I drink when I play. I forgot. You yeah, know, just yeah, come yeah, up and know, remind it me. Happens, uh-huh. but but that connection is so. Oh, it's so important. important. It's our livelihood. Exactly. You're, I mean, you're. That's why you get people that will watch you all week long. Absolutely. That come out. You witness it. it happens. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. I know it happens to you. Like I have people that watch me for the last three or four years that come. I was gonna out say. I, I will tell you. I have a guy. I wrote down his name yeah. because he came up to me when I saw Dom. I saw you at a couple places actually on Saturday. Uh, but I, know. I saw you. Fun. Uh, no fun <laughs> at all. Was had. Brian was there too. He's over in the corner. Yeah, he knows. All the fun. Uh, but he came up to me specifically because he saw me talking to you, and he was like, "Are you friends with Dom?" And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I just want to, like, I, I just wanted to know. And I think she knows this, but like, I come from Rock Falls, Iowa. Mm. And every time I come out here, I make it a point to come see her. I follow her around the entire time. Like he, he's found a, like you have fans. Like well, I, you yeah. guys have fans. It's his, his name is Jake Hackett. So I was like, <laughs> dude, I'm shouting you out because I'm about to just have a conversation with it's, her. It's funny because, um, so I I put my business cards out when I play yeah. and a lot of people don't put their phone number on there and then you get older folks that don't do social media or whatever and they'll 
you know, say, oh, where are you playing? And I'll tell them and they'll be like, where? And I'm like, check it out. And this is like, and most people probably wouldn't do this, but it doesn't bother me because I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'll say, that's my phone number. If you send me a text message tomorrow, it just says, where are you playing? I will always respond. Yeah. yeah. So I'll get those and I'll get messages on Facebook all the time. But like, I think that's so important. It's so important because mm -hmm. the thing is too, like in a genuine way, it's important. But then in a business aspect, it's important because when I release something, these are my, this is my market. These are my fans. These are the people that like support me and have supported me since I've been here. Right. And it will support me hopefully when the day comes and I'm up here, you know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and I also think if we go back to the, like the, the, female thing mm -hmm. i think women are better at connecting with people Absolutely. too. oh 100 percent. yeah because we like we don't i feel like our egos it's there's no i don't know it's just different you know it's our it's kind of our nature right. like not to get weird, it is, about, yeah. weird about it but mm -hmm. well and i think that's what gets very very messed up with the whole tip jar girl thing mm -hmm. it is not because she's a girl that she's good at running the tip jug because I can say this full heartedly. So Mikey Angert plays guitar, you know, for me and Henry a lot, mm -hmm. all the time, if we can have them. And he, you know, will run the tip jug if the show kind of goes in a way that Henry and I can do acoustic and he can hop off. And I mean, that kid runs the tip jar like I do. He stops every few people, talks yeah. to you. Is there anything you want to hear? Like, how are you doing? It is not a female thing. It is not because I'm a female, I should run your tip jar. Mm -hmm. Just like I shouldn't be a waitress just because I'm good at making people feel good. You know, like I'm good at making people feel good and comfortable and familiar. And that makes you more money. Yep. Those are skills that anybody can learn. That is a skill that any front man can learn a dude can but learn they just, not want, they just don't want to do it they're <laughs> you know? above it i mean yeah any dude can learn because to there's walk. Just like the stigma that it's Absolutely. like been set into place yeah believe uh -huh. even though the money that i'm making by running the jug is what you're taking home right uh-huh any dude can learn to walk with the tip jug at his right under his chin and not above his head mm -hmm. above the crowd and that alone will make like i will Start it here. I will coach you. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> like, I want to, like, you know what I'm going to do next time I play a gig? I'm just going to look at one of my bandmates and be like, you want to run that tip jug? You know, you I'm just kidding. It. I wouldn't do, do that. It. But Don't I'm gonna do like, it. Hey, Corbin, I'm going to need you to get off those drums and run that. No, I would never do that. But it's funny, you know, and even, I just, uh, I don't know. I just wish that people would open their, their minds that, you know, we were talking before we even started this about how many women downtown front that front mm -hmm. that there's not a man that sings with them. Like this is their band and their gig. And there's not a lot yeah. that don't have. I was actually just trying to kind of rattle them off in I my head. I don't go a lot of places, but there's a lot of venues that I know for a fact that will, that, that want a male and a female. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the male will sing. And we've talked about that, Dom. And the like male, yeah. the male will sing. It's not even like a split. Like I'm cool with co I've co-fronted gigs, right? I'm mm -hmm. even now. I, it half saves saves my voice exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you sing? Okay, cool. I'm gonna. Oh, hey, request some guy songs because I'm fucking dying. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. But my thing is like, it should be equal. Don't ask me to co-front and be like, you're gonna sing these three songs here, right. and then you're gonna run the tip jug, and then you're gonna sing a few more, and then I want you to run the tip jug. I'm like, are we co-fronting? Well, and to so me, why don't you run the fucking tip jug. Well, I'm singing a song. Then to me, I don't see you doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's awkward. 
Because you know what I hear when I run the tip jug and it's that situation, not the 50-50, but the 80-20. Right. We've all been there. Unless I'm saying, like, no disrespect to you Absolutely. or anybody. That, that, like, we have friends that do that. So I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm just saying like, if you're better than that, you can be better than that. Or if you're going to do that and you're going to co-front, it's, that's not a co-front. That's not, why are you calling a co-front? Well, I think not. a lot of the struggle is that's all that's really available to a certain degree. You know, we're talking about these clubs that require the male, female. And I do, I think a lot of girls kind of look at it as like, well, I'm either working tonight in or that not, situation yeah. or I'm not, or I'm not working. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, I mean, I can't blame that girl. Yeah. You know, like I think, I think it's important that you guys talk about this and this is why, like, I want people to know what it's actually like behind the scenes, because that's the only way that it can get to the point where that's not the gateway for a woman to be right. able to get to where you're at, you know, yeah. like hopefully at some point, if like everybody's talking about it and you're actually open, because like I told you, like, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that, that you guys have experienced. And now that I do, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to like we be more aware of that for this shit. I don't even well, care though. So Sign me up. But that's the thing. Like you need, we need people to talk about it so we can understand. And otherwise, like we might not even know what's happening behind the scenes. But that is what I'm hoping that these kind of conversations can change the fact that that is like the way in for a woman. You know what I mean? Like hopefully, hopefully it will just, it won't even be a conversation of I'm doing this because of that. I'm only doing it because that's the opportunity that's there. You know, we hope. Yeah. We can only hope. Well, you guys, I I, I say this a lot on this podcast because I feel like it's so true. I feel like I could like talk to you Absolutely, for literally yeah. ever. And there's a lot of things too that like we haven't even gotten into, but I also don't want to take up your whole entire afternoon. But I mean like the, I, I also would sometimes like to talk to you guys about how you experience being a woman and the fact that uh, there's a lot of drunk men out there on Broadway. I will punch a motherfucker uh -huh. in the face, <laughs> just so you know. And I know there have got to be a lot of stories there too, but we got to start somewhere, Absolutely. right? So we start right here, but you guys, before we before we head out, I do want to know like what you guys really want people to know about what you're doing right now. If you've got anything in the works or oh where God. you would really want them to come see you play, oh. anything along those lines. It's weird to plug myself. But I know how to do it. <laughs> Go, girl, do it. Do you want to discuss it? You can plug each other. <laughs> you, you, can, you can follow me on Instagram. I post just about everything besides my personal life. <laughs> uh, if you take your parental controls off, you can find me on YouPorn. And I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. Um, I mean, I'm playing. I play downtown Wednesday through Sunday. So if you go to DominiqueHutchinson.com, it's in the works of being built, actually, right now. Um, but there's links to all the social media and all that stuff. And... I always post where I'll be at, and I don't know. I got some some cool things coming up. I'm going to uh, I'll be in Las Vegas for a week playing at Losers in the MGM. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I love Losers. Losers is uh been good to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'll be in Belize. Hell yeah! In January, we were supposed to we were supposed to be there in like seven days, but they rescheduled us right because of, of the storm, right? Storms and all yeah. that crazy stuff. Ugh, but safety. Just, you know, You'll see me hang out a window somewhere. <laughs> That's one of my favorite yeah. things that Dom does. If you're ever walking up Second Avenue, which by the way, you should totally go to Second Avenue Second and not Avenue just Broadway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she will be like out of the window screaming to the people I on the callus. street. Look, you guys, I had this callus on my finger the other day, and I was trying to figure from out where hanging it came out. from. I shit you not. I was like, where did this weird callus? And then I realized. That's that how you hold the window. From holding the window. <laughs> but I've been doing that for like three years. So holding the window pane. Window <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Literally. That shit's scary, man. <laughs> it and it people, looks scary. You'll, you'll be singing out the window and holding on, like, hanging on for deal life, and you might have a buzz. You probably had too many white claws. <laughs> and... If you're lucky, they always try to high five. Uh, and I always feel like this arm's holding me up. This one has a microphone. I'll try to like elbow, and it's like they get mad, and it's like, what do you mean? Oh, that's um, great. So yeah, I mean, I you'll 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 find you go downtown, you'll find me somewhere. That's what I always say. If you walk downtown, you're probably gonna see me. Um, but yeah, same thing Tuesday yeah. through Saturday. At Liza Drake with two E's. At right? Liza Drake with two E's uh-huh. because Instagram's a. I should, I should change my Instagram because it's like weird. What is um, yours? It's Dom, is it at Dom Monster? Dom Monster. Yeah. So when I used to be a body piercer, I would uh, I was like 18. And I came one day and I was like really pissed off. And I was like, you know, you're like 18, you hate your life and your parents. And you're like, I hate everybody. Yeah. I came in one day and I like gorilla pounded. So they started calling me a monster. So they started calling me Dom Monster. So it's been the same. Oh, but then cute. You get weirdos that are like. Dumb monster, dumb. Oh my god! Dipshit, my name's Dominique, and I'm a monster. (laughs) I think you should just keep it for that point. Exactly. Yeah. But it's weird. It's hard. I should probably make it like D Hutchinson. My name's too long to be like anything. Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just dumb monster. That's the running joke. Is it? She may whip people. She may sing songs. I don't know. (laughs) The running joke is that everyone's handle in Nashville is something something music or some songs. Yeah, official. Official. Hashtag blah blah official. Is like oh okay. Or uh, what's another one like? Cool man. Something something fit. Like we're we're, fit is everywhere. We're very athletic city. uh, D Hutchinson music official fit. Name change. Well, cheers our white claws. You can find all of their info in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for being here. And hopefully we will be able to do this again. Because again, there's like so much other stuff I want to get into. Thank you for having us. I just rambled a lot. I love you guys. I just want to leave on this note that I think you're so insanely talented. And everybody, you have to go see them if you come to Nashville. Make it a point because you will have the best night in Nashville no matter where you where they're playing. Well, you know you'll be seeing the girl. Yeah, girl. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Oh, man, I love that so much. Everything that I was hoping for. Forever grateful to these ladies for being so open. Guys, it's not easy. It can be scary, but I think it's necessary, right? Oh, I just find that all so fascinating. Now, it's time to get into some thank yous. Liza and Dom, I said it once. I'll say it a million more times. I love you both like, whoa. Thank you to the Breaking Through team, Joey Salvia, Jim Casey, and extra shout out to Brian Webb this week who worked hard behind the scenes to fix some studio problems we were having. You rule. Most of all, though, thank you for listening. If you can, take a second to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. When you do that, it makes it easier for other people to find it. And of course, we'd love if you would share this episode with at least one friend, maybe one you've been to Broadway with. And make sure to hit me up on social media to let me know what you thought or who you'd like to hear from next. I'm at Elena D. Smith. That's E-L-A-I-N-A. D as in dog. S as in Smith. And that's everywhere. But I'll respond the quickest on Instagram. That about does it for me. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.